The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark from the sixth chapter. Jesus came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. On the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astounded. They said, where did this man get all this? What is this wisdom that has been given to him? What deeds of power are being done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary and brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Then Jesus said to them, Prophets are not without honor except in their hometown and among their own kin and in their own house. And he could do no deed of power there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and cured them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Then he went about among the villages teaching. He called the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He ordered them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. He said to them, wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave the place. If any place will not welcome you and they refuse to hear you, as you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and proclaimed that all should repent. They cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. The Gospel of the Lord. <clears throat> Having just celebrated our independence on the 4th of July, it is surprising to come to church today and hear Bible readings that lift up dependence. Dependence on God and dependence on one another as essential elements of our life together. For the prophet Ezekiel, it begins with a very simple but clear message that he is a mortal a mortal who cannot even stand on his own two feet without the help of God. And then when the Spirit of God gives Ezekiel power to do this, he is sent to deliver a message to a whole nation that has forgotten their dependence. I don't envy Ezekiel. He had to be the one to tell them that their self-assuredness and their false pride would lead to a terrible demise. But by the grace of God, he also had the joy of proclaiming the good news to them that God would not abandon Israel. In the end, Ezekiel says, God will gather you back together and God will restore you to wholeness. One of the many lessons that Israel had to relearn is that they were not the only nation that mattered to God and that their future was inextricably linked to others. I thought about that too on July 5th as I sat down to write this sermon. Certainly there is a lot to celebrate whenever any person or any group of people gains independence from unjust and tyrannical rule. 
And that is the great gift that we celebrate on the 4th of July. However, when the gift of independence morphs into a go-it-alone approach to relationships at any level, I think we lose what is gained. And in my view, we wander further and further away from God's will for us. And that's not only true in the broad circle of international relationships among nations, but also in the internal relationships we experience as citizens of a country that relishes, treasures independence. The iconic image of the rugged individual is still a very high ideal in America. But throughout my life, I have seen how this individualism can also turn into a way of life that sets us against each other and causes us to forget who we are as a people together. And when we are struck with amnesia like that, we even forget our own stories. Descendants of immigrants forget how completely dependent our ancestors were on others when they came to this land. And we forget how dependent we all are today on the gifts and on the abilities of others in order to survive from one day to the next. Jesus leaves no room for this when he sends his followers out with instructions to be completely dependent on others in every village that they would visit. It must have been frightening to go out with nothing but a staff and a pair of sandals. But that is exactly what Jesus tells them to do. Take nothing for the journey, he says. No bread, no bag, no money, no extra tunic, just dependence on the goodwill of others to care for you in every place that you go. Without a doubt, instructions like this are unsettling for us and certainly countercultural for most of us. In essence, Jesus is telling his followers to be vulnerable, to learn to trust deeply in others and to receive the love and support that is given with a humble heart. In most cases, you and I only come to this way of life when it is forced upon us when we have no choice but to accept our vulnerability and our need for help from someone else. But when we let go of our will to be independent in all things, and when we let others help us and serve us in ways that bring them joy, we do discover life at a much deeper level. For those of us who went on the recent mission trip to Mexico, there were daily reminders of this. Yes, we had gifts to share that were needed by people there. But if we had refused all of the offers of help that came throughout the day, all of the home-cooked meals and things offered to refresh us, all of the loving gestures of acceptance and hospitality, all the words of encouragement and hope that came to us, then our independence would have robbed us of something that we truly needed 
deep down as we went to that place for just a short time. And when I look at the context of Jesus' commission to his disciples today, that seems to be the kind of interdependence that he is promoting. At our best in these United States, I think we have come to understand this as a truth, and we have lived it out in hopeful ways. At our best, this is how we have come to understand our independence, recognizing that it is not freedom from responsibility to one another, but freedom from the rule of self-sufficiency that turns communities and nations into toxic environments where everyone scrambles for a piece of the pie. But it's hard because for every word that calls us into interdependence, there are countless others that still lure us toward the ideal of going it on our own, making it by ourselves, living for ourselves, no matter how this affects other people or the world around us. And that is why we need each other every step of the way, just as those disciples needed each other when they were sent out by Jesus. He knew what he was sending them out into. He knew that he was sending them out into a world that would resist and that would reject this way of life. So he made sure that none of them would ever be alone in that endeavor. By sending them out in pairs, Jesus ensured that each disciple would always have another person to depend on, another person to trust in, to confide in, another person to lean on whenever they were weary or discouraged, another person to rejoice with, to laugh with in all that they would find in life, and to share sorrow with. The soundtrack that was playing through my head as I sat down to reflect on this gospel story is the song by Bill Withers called Lean On Me. And it starts with a truth that is known to all, every one of us here, that sometimes in our lives, we all have sorrow and we all have pain. And when that comes our way, we can try to tough it out and to go it alone. Or as the song says, we can swallow our pride and we can dare to lean on another person, knowing that it won't be long before someone will also need to lean on us. And one of the surprising things about this gospel story today is that even Jesus experiences this need for the love and support of others. When his own people cut him off from that in his hometown, Mark says that this prophet of God who had just raised up a child from the dead could do no deed of power among them. It's hard to believe that Jesus himself would be dependent like that. But as Marcus Borg says, our claims about his divinity often blind us to his full humanity. But in this story, it is clear that Jesus is reaching out for help. Instead of going it alone under the false pretense of independence, 
Jesus calls the 12 and says, I need you. I need you to do this work with me. I'm sure it was seen as a sign of weakness, perhaps, by many. The world then and the world now still rejects the wisdom of God on this matter. At many levels, being dependent in any way is still equated with being weak or being unwilling to work or being a drag on the economy or being a burden to a family or even being useless to society. And if you've experienced any of that rejection, you know how painful that is. The problem, I think, is that we tend to see independence as all good and dependence as all bad without making clear distinctions, as Jesus does, between the healthy and unhealthy sides to both of them. So for me, the key is to put the healthy sides of those two together as God's beloved people. And if I could create a new holiday, it would be Interdependence Day, and it would celebrate the gifts that are given and received by people everywhere who know that their fate and their well-being are inextricably linked, bound together by God with others. But we don't need a holiday for that. We have every day to live into this reality. We have every day to say yes to the call to love and serve our neighbor in need. And we have every day to say yes to the love and to the service that is offered to us who need it. And we have every day to say yes to the saving help of God, which is graciously given to all peoples and to all nations. Thanks be to God for that gift. Amen.